Welcome back to the Varsity Cinema Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Rich. In case you're new here, the Varsity Cinema Podcast is a show dedicated to the upcoming screenings at the Des Moines, Iowa-based cinema that specializes in not only new films, but rep screenings of films rife for rediscovery as well. Hope all of you out there have had a great movie-watching month in January and were able to make it out to the Varsity to see some great films. Uh, I may be camped out at home taking care of my babies with uh, my partner, but if anything, i got to be honest, I think my movie-watching has definitely ramped up. And it's been a real treat, so I'm, I'm there with you guys all in spirit. February is, of no surprise to me, another stacked month uh, full of amazing films that I'm dying to check out. From Jonathan Glazer to John Carpenter, we're going to have you guys well covered. But before we get into what's playing in February, I wanted to throw out another uh, at-home recommendation. I know I mentioned Force Majeure being my pick uh, from January on the previous episode, but I wanted to throw another one in the mix Uh, I checked out James Mangold's Copland from 1997, and that struck me as a little little bit of a hidden gem. Uh, Once you're about three-quarters of the way through, it really hits you kind of like a a ton of bricks that this movie is a contemporary Western dressed up like a crime picture. And that's uh, that's very sneaky. It was very, very sneaky, and I I loved it. Uh, Sylvester Stallone plays a sheriff in a small New Jersey town that's honestly, uh, it's actually just like run by NYPD police officers in sort of an organized crime fashion. They've got mafia ties and things like that. And so Stallone gets fed up of being treated like he's underappreciated and, and kind of wants to s- step up and show that all of these cops that, you know, he's the one that's supposed to be policing uh, in in their town and uh, that they're not above the law. So Kind of poignant for the times uh, at the end of the day. Uh, well acted, great storytelling. It's it's very, uh, there's a very understated and very underrated performance by Sly himself. I had to be honest. I've been on a little bit on a kick with trying to like chip away at my S- Sylvester Stallone uh, movies that I haven't seen. And this one was honestly maybe my favorite next to First Blood if I had to. I had to guess, I had, or maybe Rocky. I'd have to really think about it, but his performance was incredible. Uh, it's a really cool movie. And plus, I mean, as far as supporting players go, you've got Harvey Keitel, Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Annabelle Sciorra, uh, Robert Patrick, Michael Rappaport. It's it's stacked. So um, highly recommend this movie. Copland is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. So we'll be returning in March with the interview slash kind of guest portion of the show. But until then, I'm going to go old school uh, one more time here. Uh, But I do look forward to having another chat with somebody to share with you guys uh, sooner than later. So as mentioned on the previous episode, we currently have Cord Jefferson's American Fiction playing through the 8th of February. Uh, With the amount of buzz that this one's been getting, I, I do strongly encourage everyone to get out there and check it out on the silver screen before it's too late. And a top contender for films I'd love to see as soon as humanly possible uh, is from Under the Skin's Jonathan Glazer with his new effort, The Zone of Interest.
The Nazi commandant of Auschwitz and his wife attempt to build a dream life for their family in a house and garden next to the concentration camp. To say that that premise alone will make things a little tense and uneasy is being generous. Uh, there is no doubt that this will be quite the experience that will be enhanced on the big screen. Uh, Under the Skin for me is easily one of my favorite films of the 21st century, and I'm sure that this one will be a contender uh, in that ranking, my personal ranking for me, uh, just given what I've read and seen from the trailer. The Zone of Interest is currently playing and will be showing at the Varsity through Thursday, February 8th. Robin Williams' daughter Zelda makes her feature-length directorial debut with a film called Lisa Frankenstein. Inspired by Mary Shelley's Frankenstein novel, Lisa Frankenstein is about a teenage goth girl who reanimates a Victorian-era corpse and tries to mold him to be the man of her dreams. There's a young man. I talked to him. I wish I was with you. That's really weird, Lisa. Taffy says it's a waste of time to try and fix a boy. It's better just accept a guy's flaws. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I can't do that. Not until we bury the body. There is no turning back now I can't be saved And in the next life they'll remember me Remember me Really hope this goth phase ends soon Lisa Frankenstein opens Thursday, February 8th at the Varsity. For all of you surrealist art house film fans out there, we'll be showing the beloved Jean Cocteau film Beauty and the Beast from 1946. If you're not in the loop on this timeless tale, it's a story about a gentle-hearted beast in love with a simple and beautiful girl. As the tale of tragic love and told through Cocteau's lens becomes a surreal, otherworldly vision of death, desire, and beauty. The images alone are staggering on this one, and uh, it'll be playing in our main auditorium, so please don't sleep on this one. It's going to be absolutely stunning. Take a long lunch, uh, take a half day you know, at work, whatever you got to do. Call in sick. It's fine. Take your kids. Take your kids. Pull them out of school. Uh, you definitely don't want to miss this cinematic experience. Beauty and the Beast will be playing Thursday, February 8th at 2 p.m.
opening Friday, February 9th, we'll be showing the newest offering from Our Right to Gaze, entitled Black Film Identities. Our Right to Gaze is a touring film anthology which features original narrative short films by up-and-coming black artists. The theme for this year's second edition of Our Right to Gaze is The Heart of the Matter. From the spark of an old flame to the embrace of intergenerational bonds to the heartbreak of systemic injustice, love can take many shapes and emotional valences. This collection is a tribute to black love of all kinds, be it romantic, platonic, familial, or communal. This showing will consist of six shorts. On clear nights, when the moon is high, I wish upon the stars. Opening Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day of all days, we'll be showing The Taste of Things featuring Juliette Binoche, directed by Tran An Hong. Eugenie, an esteemed cook, has been working for over the last 20 years for Dodin, a fine gourmet. Growing fonder of one another, their bond turns into a romance and gives rise to delicious dishes that impress even the world's most illustrious chefs. When Dodin is faced with Eugenie's reluctance to commit to him, he decides to start cooking for her. Nous passons plus de temps ensemble que bien des époux. Je vous le demande encore, Jim. Marion. Combien de fois encore allez-vous me poser cette question To celebrate the opening of The Taste of Things, on Friday the 16th, we'll be having a special event screening where we'll have a pre-show champagne, as well as a variety of French-inspired bites provided by Lamy Bakery, among others, after the showing. Sunday, February 18th, in a partnership with the Des Moines Performing Arts and Iowa PBS, we'll be doing a free screening of the documentary Ballerina Boys from 2021. This film is the portrait of the Trox, an all-male company that for 45 years has shared their signature style and message of equality, inclusion, and social justice with audiences around the world. And they share their passion for ballet classics mixed with exuberant comedy. With every step, they poke fun at their strictly gendered art form. 
we were pushing the limits of the definition of what men did. What Ballet Trocadero has done over the years is turned this notion of what is beautiful in ballet kind of on its head. There is something really empowering yeah. about performing in drag. This company bring me the opportunity to be finally Kevin without any wall. When we started the Trocadero, we just declared ourselves to be a ballet company. And I just declared myself to be a prima ballerina. We were up to celebrating ballet and saying this is the greatest thing in the world, and it can stand a little parody. The ballerina had always been put up on a pedestal. And we were coming along and saying, we're going to be all these guys in tutus. We're going to be in drag. And on top of that, some of us are going to be black. How do you like that? These guys decided we're going to dance and also create something that was a form of resistance. We're going to be fun, and people are going to love us, and we're gay. Without the Stonewall riots, I, I don't think that a company like Les Ballets Trocadero could have started. And if you can imagine in those times, we were really frightened. How are we going to take this show, which is a total downtown phenomenon, and move this to South Bend, Indiana? We would be staying at the motel by the truck stop, and we were going, this doesn't quite look like where we want to be. The Trocadero was a militant organization because we were breaking all of the statues. We were smashing all the icons. The Trocadero really has been an ambassador for physical humor and for American humor. It's a little bit out there. It's sometimes rude and weird. We never pulled teeth. We never tortured anybody. I mean, except for people that hated us. <laughs> Following the screening, please stay for a panel conversation with artists about how joy and expression can be means of activism and how identities can be celebrated through performance, curated in partnership with Ballet Des Moines and Des Moines Performing Arts. The Trocs will perform at the Civic Center in Des Moines on Tuesday, February 20th at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are available at dmpa.org. If you're feeling like basking in the wintry vibes a little longer, have no fear because the Coen Brothers Stone Cold Classic Fargo from 1996 will be opening February 26th at the Varsity. When a small town Minnesota car salesman faces a large amount of debt, he hires two thugs to kidnap his wife to collect a hefty sum from his wealthy father-in-law. Should be easy, should be a cinch, but, you know, things happen, things change, and then people start dying. Uh, a very pregnant police chief played by an insanely charismatic Frances McDormand uses her small-time investigative skills to give the crooks a run for their money. Mr. Lundegaard, sorry to bother you again. Can I come in? Yeah, no, I'm kind of I'm uh, kind of busy here. I understand. I'll keep it real short then. I'm on my way out of town, but I was wondering, do you mind if I sit down? Carrying a bit of a load here. No. I... Yeah, it's this vehicle I asked you about yesterday. I was just wondering. Yeah, like I told you, we haven't had any vehicles go missing. Okay. Are you sure? Because, I mean, how do you know? Because, see, the crime I'm investigating, the perpetrators were driving a car with dealer plates, and they called someone who works here, so it'd be quite a coincidence if they weren't, you know, connected. Yeah, I see. So, how do you... Have you done any kind of inventory recently? The car's not from our lot, ma'am. 
But how do you know that for sure without doing a... Well, I would know. I'm the executive sales manager. Yeah, but I understand. We run a pretty tight ship here. I know, but... Well, how do they establish that, sir? I mean, are the cars counted daily, or what kind of a routine here? Ma'am, I answered your question. I'm sorry, sir? Ma'am, I answered your question. I answered the darn... I'm cooperating here, and there, uh, there's no... Uh... Sir, you have no call to get snippy with me. I'm just doing my job here. I'm... I'm not, uh, I, I'm not arguing here. I'm cooperating. And there's no, we're doing all we can. Sir, could I talk to Mr. Gustafson? Mr. Lundiger. Well, heck, if you want to, if you want to play games here, I'm working with you on this thing here, but... Okay. I'll do a damn luck count. Sir, right now? Yeah, right now. You're darn tootin'. Make sure to grab those tickets for Fargo as soon as they become available. That one is a doozy. Back for a second year in a row is our series, Science on Screen, in conjunction with our partners, STEM at Drake and their STEM librarian, Dan Chibnall. Science on Screen is a series of films paired with presentations from scientists and scientific thinkers. What will we be showing, you ask? Let me just say this. Man is the warmest place to hide. I'm going to hide this tape when I'm finished. If none of us make it, at least there'll be some kind of record. Storm's been hitting us hard now for 48 hours. We still have nothing to go on. One other thing, I think it rips through your clothes when it takes you over. Windows found some shredded long johns, but the name tag was missing. They could be anybody's. Nobody... Nobody trusts anybody now. We're all very tired. trust anybody now. There's nothing else I can do. Just wait. RJ McCready, helicopter pilot, U.S. Outpost number 31. One of my top five favorite films of all time and just an insanely classic film, uh, it's going to be John Carpenter's The Thing uh, will be showing at Varsity on Tuesday, February 27th. If you're not familiar with the premise, The Thing is about a team of American scientists in Antarctica who investigate an empty, destroyed base of their Norwegian counterparts only to discover a terrifying life force that can take the form of its prey. Uh, the movie's probably best known for, still to this day, uh, the remarkable, stunning practical effects. The feeling of cold and fear is so palpable, the cast is electric, and the dialogue is spitfire. Total banger, 100 blood tests out of 10, not to be missed. There will be a pre-show presentation from Shauna Kaplan, Associate Professor of Biology and Microbiology, and then post-film there will be a continuation of discussion with Shauna. 
The thing will be again uh, showing Tuesday, February 27th. For you Dune fans, fear not. Opening Thursday, February 29th is the follow-up to Dune. Guess what it's called? It's Dune Part 2! It's breathtaking. When you see sand here, imagine water. If you dive in, you can't reach the bottom. You dive in? Yes, it's called swimming. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe you. In the shadows of Arrakis lie many secrets. But the darkest of them all may remain. The end of House Atreides. Your father didn't believe in revenge. What if Paul Atreides were still alive? Have you ever had a dream about your first ride? Don't try to impress anyone. You're brave, we all know that. Be simple. Be direct. Fancy. I understand. Nothing fancy. You will never lose me, Pontrades. Gave them something to hope for. That's not hope! May thy knife chip and shatter. Follow the mythic journey of Paul Atreides while on a warpath of revenge against the conspirators who destroyed his family. Facing a choice between the love of his life and the fate of the known universe, Paul endeavors to prevent a terrible future only he can foresee. Doom Part 2 stars Josh Brolin, Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Austin Butler, and Zendaya. And uh, if the first one was any indication, uh, I think this one's going to be a total feast for the senses. Denis Villeneuve's direction is incredible, and, and the shot compositions and everything. I mean, it's such a, a big, big world, and uh, and the story is beautifully told. So I have no doubt Dune Part 2 is going to be just as amazing. Last but certainly not least, we have our Midnights at 10, and we have a couple of atmospheric chillers to set you off balance. First up, we've got Kiyoshi Kurosawa's Cure from 1997. And it's a tale about a wave of gruesome murders that sweep Tokyo, where the only connection between the slayings is a bloody X carved into the neck of the victims. The murderers, seemingly random, are always found near the victim and remember nothing about their crimes. If you're a fan at all of uh, Kurosawa's Pulse from 2001 like I am, I think there's no way you won't find this one to be an engrossing treat. Cure is playing both Thursday, February 8th, and the 15th.
ったことは全部覚えています確かに僕が智子を殺しましたあの時を焦るのは当然だと思ったんですこれさあんたの話が聞きたい女は男よりも過当な生き物だ頭のいかれた女房がいたんじゃ刑事も片場しだな間宮は一体何者なんだ伝道師伝道師世の中に知識を広めるための Another just as potent Midnight's at 10 entry, but in a totally far out kind of way, is Robert Eggers' The Lighthouse, starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. The tale of two lighthouse keepers that try to keep from cracking up while living in solitude on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1890s.、Uh, there are mermaids, bright lights, and farts that litter the film in a disorienting tale of what it's like to lose grip on reality and spiral out of control.、Uh, the aspect ratio is 119, and the usage of very old camera lenses really add to the flavor and off kilter nature of the film.、Um, I remember seeing this during its initial theatrical run. run And I、uh, was pretty knocked out by it.、Um, I would recommend going to experience this large and loud as Eggers intended. This picture is insane. What? 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 The Lighthouse will be playing both Thursday, February twenty second, and the twenty ninth. Well, that concludes this month's episode.、Um, I'm very excited to drop the next one and have a conversation of some sort to share with you guys.、Uh, as always, make sure to head over to our website, varsitydemoines.com, to secure ticketing and gather screening times, membership information, our blog, and more. If you're a Letterboxd user, go ahead and follow me at KWatchesFilm to see what I'm putting into my eyeballs. And also, don't forget to follow the Varsity HQ account on Letterboxd at Varsity Cinema. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll meet you in the aisles. Thank、you